Hey folks, welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. My name is Mason. I host this show. And today we're actually, funny enough, talking to Laird Hamilton. And this interview is from my other show called Without Compromise. I host that show through my day job, Athletic Brewing. You may have heard of it, non-alcoholic craft beer. I talk about it quite a bit here. Um, but anyway, Laird is uh, one of our athletes, but also someone we recently did a collaboration beer with. And if you've ever heard the name Laird Hamilton, uh, it probably has to do with surfing. He is the inventor of big wave surfing, uh, the inventor of the resurgence of paddle boarding, uh, of foil boarding, um, all sorts of stuff. Maybe it's called foiling. I can't remember. But anyway, Laird is... He's that guy in surfing, a legend, the, you know, I don't know if it's the greatest surfer of all time, but really, really far up there. One, one of the faces on the Mount Rushmore of surfing. Absolutely. And, uh, it was a pleasure to talk to him. It was really cool. We got to talk about uh, his life, his career, um, some of the things that make him tick, some of his, um, Gosh, some of the things that that he thinks from a leadership point of view, some of his favorite stories. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. And if you're interested, you can check out some of the other interviews I've done over at Without Compromise. It is slightly different than this show. We don't just talk to adventure athletes. We talk to all kinds of people from the athletic brewing community. But feel free to check that out. Um, But yeah, it was a really fun conversation. And uh, let's go ahead and jump in. Laird, welcome to the show. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, we're we're tag teaming on the parenting right now, so uh, I, I just handled the first half, and I think I think Gabby's being called off to the to the second half of the operation. Oh man! So, so how I know you have three daughters. How young is your youngest? Uh, my youngest daughter is uh, what she's going to be a junior in high school. So still at the house. Yeah, my 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 older my middle daughter is my older daughter and my middle daughter are are gone. My middle daughter's in Spain uh, at a at a tennis academy, and my oldest daughter is has a job uh, in lidar, uh, and she is busy with that. So, and then my younger daughter, my younger daughter's just going to going to high school, focused on uh, getting good grades, which was a surprise to me. <laughs> How was your? Uh, how are your grades growing up? My grades were terrible. <laughs> my 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 school was terrible. I, my schooling. I, I was I was always kind of curious what it would have been like to go to a school that I really wanted to go to. I mean, I I, I had trouble uh, learning to read initially just because they had some strange reading program that they introduced uh, in elementary school that was not phonetically. And so I, I got kind of set back in my reading, which really that, that made it difficult. And then math was always easy. You know, I was, I just, I'm a math, a natural, I think mathematician. So I didn't have to even go to that school. And then, you know, I was always distracted by surfing and just being encapsulated, you know, being, being a captive audience in a room with a desk, when there was so much nature and excitement outside, that was just not a conducive environment. You know, I think I would have been better in, in some sort of trade school, you know. Maybe. Who, who knows where that would have led? Maybe you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now. But let me ask you this. I, I've read, I, I've heard you've mentioned having ADHD. Um, is, is that just in passing, kind of like people mention having OCD, but not necessarily actually having it? How about you? Is, is that actually something you deal with? And did, was that part of it too? You know, I, I mean, I, 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 I kind of cracks me up in a way when I think about all these abbreviated terms for natural human behavior. I think we just, we all have certain levels of certain traits and, you know, and they're going to say you, AD, they, I mean, we've kind of separate and some of that is just natural. I know that I, I, I you know, and I think it's probably actually useful in, in, somewhere in evolution that was some of those things were useful and then when you try to when you try to civilize us all and get us to all cooperate in a in a in a in a you know structured manner i think that doesn't it's not useful maybe sometimes but i definitely had 
uh, some issues with with uh, just being well short attention span, but being energized, just being like super hyperactive and wanting to needing to move. You know, I think it. I think the system. I think if I could have gotten really tired before I went to school, I would have been really a much better learner. You know, I could have I could have sat and and really absorbed it. I needed to, but I just wasn't tired enough. I've never, I never heard anybody put it that way. A lot of times, teenagers especially are too tired at school. But you're you're the opposite. You needed to you need to get that energy out a little bit more. So speaking of that, I, I did want to bring up you know, kind of the the partnership between us, Athletic Brewing, uh, and Laird Superfood. I want to go back uh, to kind of where that all started, Laird Superfood, that is. Uh, you, you, you made this thing called Special Coffee that it came to be known. Can you take us through, you were obviously surfing at this time and, and trying to be better and getting better. What what was the genesis of all that? What started this and what was in that coffee? Well, you know, I, I'm, I mean, my first, the beginning of my relationship with just drinking coffee in general, because I didn't drink coffee when I was younger, uh, I, I really got exposed to coffee in Europe, uh, in France, actually. And I would uh, travel to France uh, to these windsurfing events. And we would be in the south of France in the Mediterranean. And it would be rainy and cold. And we'd be sitting on these beaches in these, you know, in these tents. And they'd have some espresso. And, and I would sit in there and drink some coffee and, and get caffeinated and get, get all, you know, I'd say jacked up, but get energized. And you know, that's when the, my kind of my appreciation for good coffee and just coffee in general started. And then I took that habit back home with me to Hawaii and started, you know, looking for high quality coffee and, 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 and the ways to make it and what was the better way to make it. And, you know, I had a, a friend of mine, uh, Mr. Paul Check, who him and I would drink espresso and he was putting some ghee in it and we were like, oh, some ghee and espresso. And that was, had a, a unique, I would say a unique sensation. You know, it was, it would, it would time release the caffeine. And, and so we got exposed, I got exposed to that. And then the Bulletproof guy came along, Dave Asbury, and he was like, you know, yak butter tea. And I was like, well, I was already experienced, uh, you know, with the ghee and espresso. So I was like, okay, ghee, butter, that's the same stuff. And then, and then the whole coconut oil, which I had a lot of experience with just growing up in Hawaii because I drink coconut water, I drink coconut milk, I use coconut oil. And so um, started playing with that. And then I just kind of came up with a concoction that became my breakfast. You know, my, it was like the thing that I started my day with that would fuel me throughout the day. And then, and then, you know, and, and I wouldn't eat until the afternoons and, and, and I'd reduce my, my meal intake down to just two meals a day. And so that was really the beginning. And that concoction kind of evolved over time with, you know, different quality coffees, different ways of making coffee, and then adding different, different fats to it. And then, and then realizing that fats helped you absorb other uh, nutrients. And so, I would, okay, I'll put some turmeric in it and, I'd put some cacao in there or, you know, or just, just make it straight with coconut milk and ghee and, you know, just like, like experimenting and, and then coming up with a, like I said, a, a concoction that would fuel me for the day and that, and that I had incredible sustained energy and focus and I would be able to, you know, whether it was dig a ditch or, or ride a giant wave or paddle all day or run or bike or, you know, just whatever I had to do. Um, I really, benefited from all those different, I would say sensations, but all the different kind of uh, the different nutrition I was getting, because I was getting, you know, a caffeine, I was getting fat for the brain, caffeine for energy, mental focus, that, you know, just all this stuff. And, and then, and then I'd started sharing it with friends of mine, I would, I would, you know, friends would come over and I'd make it and then they would experience, you know, that same sensation. And, and I had, you know, other things that I share with friends, I think that's something that's real Hawaiian or Hawaii, you know, real Polynesian. We, you know, in Aloha, there's a lot of sharing. So you're, you share food when you catch food, you share, you know, you just shared 
things that are beneficial. And so when did you realize you had something bigger than just a personal experiment on your hands? They would, they would be like, what is this stuff? I need to make it. And I, you know, I'd tell them what ingredients and, and, you know, they'd always come back and be, well, it wasn't the same as when you made it. And, and, you know, I, well, I got to get this, you know, this brand of that and this, that brand of this. And one of my friends, uh, you know, my friend Paul Hodge was who I was doing another, uh, uh, another venture with he, the electric golf board, not him and I were working on that project and, he tried it and then he's like, Oh my gosh, what is this stuff? I got to figure out, you know, we got to make something with this. And so, uh, he started, uh, he made a, a powdered version of the recipe and about the, I don't know, the third or fourth rendition of the powdered version, uh, was the original creamer. And it was, we started sharing that and people, people went crazy for it. So, you know, we started the business and we started just selling it online to, you know, people that I knew and people that I was, con- you know, connected with through social media stuff. And then, and then it grew into, you know, okay, well, maybe we'll make another one. And then we made other, other flavored ones and, and, you know, that had other nutritional benefits. And, and then, you know, that was how the superfood was born. And for all your interests um, and all the impact that you've had on various water sports, and I know you don't call yourself a surfer, you're a waterman and an innovator. You've innovated a lot. Uh, why pursue food or specifically, you know, coffee and, and creamers over other things you're involved with? What about that made you interested to pursue? Was it just the the realization that you were doing this and people were interested in this thing was it just happen chance that it happened to be this versus say paddle boarding or surfing um launching into that more as your sole business or focused business yeah well you know i mean listen i i think that i've done hard goods i've had you know i i have an apparel line i have a fitness company you know we're i mean we're always we're entrepreneurs by heart just because of the nature uh, both Gabby and I, the, the nature of our platforms have always been small, beach volleyball, surfing. We've always had to be more, I, I'd say, uh, creative and, 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 you know, kind of, we've had to be entre- entrepreneurs. And so, you know, and we're in, and we're in wellness, we're in health and wellness, we're in, uh, in, the, in the categories. And it, the truth is, is that it's a natural extension Part, I mean, the reason why I've done the thing, any of the things that I've, I've done have really been out of almost out of necessity that they didn't exist. You know, that I mean, it would be not sometimes, it, it, you know, I'd rather not make a board or, or, or innovate some idea if somebody else had done it, I wouldn't need to. So it was kind of it kind of was part of it, like that it wasn't being done. And, you know, and so the. Layered superfood is just part of that, part of that whole philosophy. It's a natural extension. And, the, you know, the truth is, is that only so many people can, you know, ride a board and only so many people can ride a wave and only so many people can do certain innovations that I've been involved in where, you know, the, this kind of nutritional, I would say innovation, but this nutrition company has a very broad appeal. A lot of people can consume I mean, you know, and, and most everyone needs to consume things that are good for them. It's birthed out of that philosophy that, that people, you know, this is something that people need and, and everybody needs it. And, you know, I mean, everybody needs to have some sort of fitness program too, but you know, not everybody has a wave near them or is going to go in the water or wants to work that hard where everybody's going to, you know, everybody's going to drink, uh, drink some hydration during the day, have a coffee. I mean, these are things that are daily rituals. These are things that that people are going to do every day. Let's take a quick message break and hear from the folks that help make this show possible. That is plenty of that for now. Let's get back into the episode. That's, that makes a lot of sense. I was curious about it, but, you know, to, to make the biggest impact on the most people is something that's universally consumed because the moment you say, oh, you know, my focus is surfboards or something, um, yeah, you've narrowed it down quite a bit. <laughs> There's still plenty of people doing it, but not nearly as much as drinking coffee. I mean, yeah. I'm drinking coffee right now, sadly, with none of your creamer in it, but 
shaming you. Bad boy, bad boy. Yeah, but that but that's the truth, right? Is it, it how can I have the biggest impact? I mean, I think a lot of the things that we do, we care, right? In in a way, we have a, a, a we, and we were fortunate to have the lives that we have and do what we do for for our livelihood. But but I'll, but our the basis of our of our philosophy is that we we care about people, right? And we want it like, and so we know, hey, fun things to if we can promote things that are fun for people to do it's that's good for people if we can promote or if we can create a company that gives people things that are good for them like layered superfood and nutrition well that's good that that makes me feel like i feel good about that i feel a, a, a worthy endeavor like that's something that you know that you can that you can hold your head high and be like hey i'm helping people and 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 and, and giving them things that they need so you know it's really it, it, it's birthed from that. It's birthed from that sharing kind of, you know, and I'd say it's, it sounds almost altruistic, but that's the birth of it. It wasn't like, oh, I have an idea and people, you know, and, and it's a whole thing to be successful. It's like, well, no, the success comes, you know, from the quality of the idea, but you got to execute it too. So there's always that. There's plenty of ideas that that you know that are incredible that just don't get executed and so it has to be executed but it is about the idea and 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 providing people with something that they need in a cup or in a in a drink or you know in their in their in their nutritional needs uh and that's that's and like you said have a have you know what's the potential for the biggest impact well so far you know superfood has the potential to really have the biggest impact on people Speaking of pursuing something like that, you, you describe yourself, or I honestly, what I learned about you and Gabby is the most I learned about y'all was from each other, if that makes sense. Y'all really seem to be students of one another. You study each other, you obviously respect each other. Um, but it was really interesting as I was doing research to learn more, it was often just things the other one had mentioned about the other, if that makes sense. Uh, y'all seem to know each other really well yeah. and study one another. Well, that's true. I think it's, I think that that's, uh, that's helpful in, in, uh, having a longstanding relationship. I mean, if you want your relationship to work, probably a good idea to know, know the other person. Uh, so, I mean, if you don't know them, uh, that's going to make the relationship difficult. So I think that's, you know, and having respect, of course, is the, that's the one thing that that's the most critical piece of, of any successful relationship. In fact, one of the longest standing studies on, uh, or one of the biggest studies on, you know, successful marriages uh, was, you know, they found only one thing that was consistent amongst all successful uh, relationships. And that wasn't, that wasn't, uh, you know, it had nothing to do with who was the breadwinner or, or, you know, which roles were rich, none of it. it. The only thing, that it had to do with was respect. And so, um, that, that is, is the critical element, um, of, of a successful relationship. And I think understanding and knowing your, your partner, I mean, for me to say, I know Gabby, that would be a little, she, she probably knows me cause I'm a little simpler. She's, you know, she's, she's more complex. And so for me, I'm just trying to, can, and, and I think you always have, we're, we want to both be students. We're, we always want to be a student uh, and we always want to be learning. I think that that's just, that's, that's a, a critical element of, I'd say, just being, staying young, you know, staying, being interested and continuing to evolve, trying to grow. Right. So the whole thing about the concept about being youthful is just about that means you're going to continue to grow. Right. And so uh, I think that, learning is that there's the critical element of that and curiosity is you know is a huge piece of that and being you know and, and that's a critical element of yeah. being a student Ab- absolutely and one of the things that she reiterated a lot as well as i've heard you mention other people is just being an innovator um coming doing things in a really creative unique and in your own way uh pioneering of course with tons of types of surfing um, what is one of the earliest things you remember pioneering or innovating, whether that's something simple as, as a small kid or uh, something more major? Do you, do you have like an early memory where you went against the grain? 
I mean, I, I you know, I kind of have a life against the grain a little bit. I, just my nature has been, and by my and where and how I grew up. You know, my friend calls me the contrarian. I think I was in that environment, right? I kind of was in a, against the grain. I mean, I, I maybe culturally I was uh, against the grain because I was, you know, I grew up in in early surfing culture, right? My parents were were sur- early surfers in the beginning of the whole surfing culture and, and, and surfing was very rebellious, right? Like in the early, in the early days of surfing in the sixties, you know, and, and then into the early seventies, there were, it was all about rebel rebellion. Right. So in a way, uh, you know, sur- surfing's grounded in in that, and so I think I'm a, a product of that, right? I'm a little bit of a product of culturally growing up in in rebellion, in, in kind of you know going against the, the 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 norms of you know how you how you you know what you'll do in your life, and and you know what what your what your interests are, and I mean if you look at any of the old surf movies and you watch those things it's all about the guys kind of going against the the normal kind of set out program what you'll do when you you know when you grow up I remember when I was a little kid or not a little kid when I got a little older I was like a teenager I remember this one older Hawaiian man that I really respected you know that I used to work a lot for and learn you know fished with him and farmed with him and he was like the you know he was like the chief of the, the village and you know he said to me you know hey boy boy, you know, you can't eat your surfboard, you know, like, cause I was like surfing too much. Like I would be surf, everything, surf, surf, surf. And he was like, you know, Hey boy, you cannot eat that. You can't eat your surfboard boy. Because in his mind there, you know, you had to, you're going to have to get a conventional job and do had live a conventional life more. It had to, it was more cut and dry. And I've been fortunate to experience the ability to actually be able to, to make a living from the surfboard and indirectly um, I've been able to, you know, make a living from, from being an athlete and being a, and, and perfecting a skill at an activity and, and, and building a brand through that. And there's, you know, it's been, it's been a, it's been a real fortunate thing. Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean that it hasn't taken as much, maybe even more work than a conventional job would have taken probably more because you don't ever stop you it's just every day all day all night you know there's no it's not monday through friday can't eat your surfboard that's uh they didn't tell the sharks that (laughs) no that's that's amazing just being able to go against the grain your entire life um which is you know obviously led to doubters but it's it's paid off for you um maybe you know you're you're outside the rules of a lot of ways but it's been a lot of hard work yeah. And it's freed me up. I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I mean, if I look at the hours and the, and the, and the work that, that I put down and, and the effort I put into what I've done, I mean, if you put that much work and that much effort and that much focus into anything, you, 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 you would, you would reap some reward. You would be, you would, there would be a reward for that. And I think I just, and it's, I think it's a you know, many times it's just a reminder of that, right? It's, it, I think we're, sometimes we have a tendency to, that we're looking for this easy way out, right? It's like, how do I get the most out of the least uh, instead of just how do I put the most in no matter what I get out of it? Because you're going to get rewarded for just that alone, just for the, for the effort that you put into it you'll be rewarded and just satisfaction of putting that kind of focus and energy into something. And so, you know, there's no doubt that there's been a lot of blood and a lot of sweat that's been put down into what I've done. And, and, uh, you know, and that, and that's, and then fortunate, and, and I'm fortunate to be able to have done something that I really love. Right. So I really love to, what I've, what I've been able to do. And, and, and I've also had the freedom to do it the way I want, how I want, when I want, but that could this lead to not doing it at all where if you weren't focused and, and, and driven and, and impassioned and disciplined and, you know, all those other things that are critical and no matter what you decide to do. Was there a time in your life where you, you didn't feel focused maybe an era or just uh, something brief, but 
or a situation? Um, and if so, how'd you deal with it? what did you do to refocus? I mean, I think that's an ongoing thing, you know, with it, there's a continual refocusing every day, every, you know, go, I mean, it's, I mean, listen, when it, it's a little bit like a flywheel, when you get it rolling, it's easier to keep it rolling. But, you know, I, I, I mean, I think obviously when I was, uh, you know, I went out when I was younger and I hadn't done the things that I've done, I think I was, you know, I think there was a, a, a lot, a lot of doubt, uh, you know, whether I was going to be able to do what I believed I could do, you know, I, I think that, but that was never more than the belief that I could do what I was, that I, what I saw, right. Like I, I could, I could do the things that I believed I could. I think that was more powerful than, than me not believing that I could, but, you know, I think, I mean, I, listen, I think when I've been hurt, you know, I've had a, a bunch of injuries. I think the injuries have always, you know, kind of, open the door to for some doubt to come in and and to maybe hey I'm not going to be able to do it like I did do it I'm not, or as well as I did it or what can I do it again I mean all that stuff that your brain does that all our brains do that just that just has a tendency to spin us you know it just you have that little voice in the back of your head just chirping away you know hey you're not going to be able to do it like you could do it or will you be able to you know will I be able to do it as well, or all that stuff that, that our brain does. I think that's a, you know, I think that's pretty natural. So I, you know, I, I, I think you, after you've been through that a, a, a enough times, you know, through, you get kind of better at the process and it has less power over you. I think when you're younger, um, that, you know, you have so many absolutes, you know, you have, and so your doubts are more defined and your, your, everything's more black and white. And then when you get you know, then when you get a little older, you're like, nah, it's everything's not, you know, and, and, and you also get through it. You get experience. It's like I, you get better at being hurt and then getting better. You just get better at that. You get better at that whole process because you've been through it a bunch of times. And, you know, when you're down, you, you know, you've been there before. So it's not so devastating and you, you pull out quicker. You come, you know, you pull the plane out, uh, before it crashes, you know, we have a, it's interesting when you, you know, when you do things like I've been able to do, uh, you know, you get like a post-traumatic uh, syndrome, you know, where you come out of these, you know, riding these giant waves or doing something, you know, fast, far, high, whatever it is, you accomplish something and then you get like a come down and then you get like a depression after that. And, you know, it's a, it's a, mild version of what people experience in, in more severe situations, but it's still severe for you. And, and then you get good at it. You're like, Oh yeah, here we go again. I'm getting a little depressed because I'm coming off of this thing. Or when you're in the middle of, you know, kind of doing something that's a, a great sensation, you kind of, you you're reminded like, Hey, after this, I'm going to come, I'm going to crash. I'm going to have a little bit of a descent off of this mountain. And when I, I need to pull, you know, don't indulge yourself. I used to, uh, you know, I enjoyed a good glass of wine, maybe more than just one, you know, and so I, I would come off of these experiences and then I'd a couple glasses of wine and, you know, a little depressed, a little depressed and then get more depressed and then not, you know, just not be aware of it. And I think, you know, after, after time, you, you, you know, I, you start becoming more conscious of it and then it's like, then you stop doing stuff that really actually doesn't support you. Uh, and, and, and then you get better at it pretty soon. You barely even have it happen because you're like, you already know it's coming and you're, you're already supporting yourself to, to, to get through it. And you know, it's temporary. So, so I do know that you did have a time where you admitted to just having too much to drink and you eventually cut that out of your life. Um, what does it mean now to be able to have a beer you can enjoy? You know, obviously a collaboration beer, uh, Superfood Swell. What is it like to introduce that into your life? Because I'll say this, my, my dad quit drinking when I was born. And that's probably the biggest gift he ever gave me because he had a problem. And yeah. never has not touched a drink since he found out my, my mom was pregnant with yeah. me and said, oh, my God, I got to get my life together. And so he set yeah. a beer down on the, a payphone, which, you know, if you remember those, yeah. the folks that are listening, never touched one again. And uh, but he's he drank non-alcoholic beer my whole life. So when I was found out about athletic brewing, it was just like, oh yeah, I know there's 
people out there, but this is not just for my dad. It's something I can, I like beer, but I can enjoy yeah. this with him at a campfire. Uh, my brothers who have medical issues can enjoy these beers because they can't have alcohol. And it's like, it's the one thing we can all have together without compromise. And um, for you, I want to hear about that ability to now, you know, have a beer like this. Well, you know, I mean, I, listen, I think there's a, there's obviously there's things about fermentation and, you know, the process of what that is, that it's actually good for you. So when you, I mean, I, I'm looking at stuff and I'm going, okay, I'm not enjoying things that are replacing something that wasn't good for me, but because I really want something that's not good for me, I'm going to do this thing. So for me, I feel like it's more out of the other part, which is like, Hey, there, this is, this stuff is, you know, I'm consuming things that are good for me. And so it, 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 and so that's an interesting dynamic, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't, I think it's kind of an interesting setup where you're like, Oh, well, I don't do this thing that I don't, I know is not good for me, but I do this other thing to replace that. Cause I really want to do the other one, but I don't do it. Cause I don't, I, I'm not even, I'm past that, which is like, Hey, you know what? The thing, the uh, like, I like that flavor. I like the, I know the ferment, like I said, the fermentation, the there's things that, that are good for my stomach. There's, you know, there's like, there, it's beneficial. So I'm using, I'm using it that way. I'm like, I'm using stuff that I like that's beneficial, right? We know, we know fermentation and we know like hops and we know this stuff like that is, there's some stuff about it that's good for you. And so I'm using it that way, you know, not with the concept hey, I got this thing I really like, but I'm not going to do it. I'll take this other thing that replaces that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Where you start, when you're in a mode where everything you're doing in a way, you're trying to support the whole system, right? And and so, and, and I think the psychology behind that too, because I remember when I first had, uh, I first had uh, one of the athletic brews, I had it, I had it and I had like, I didn't know it wasn't a, I thought it was a, like when I drank it, I go, I thought it was a real beer and I was like, Oh my God, you drank a beer. Like I had a sip of a beer because it gave me some kind of mental flashback. And I was like, and then once I realized I go, Oh, that's right. It's not okay. Great. Like I, I didn't, it was, a, it was a very strange sensation that I, I, I experienced because I was, because that flavor and that taste brought back something in my head that where I had, you know, and, and listen, I, I, I'm like your dad where, my, my, when my girls came along, I was like, you know what, I, I, if they're going to drink in their life, that's, they're going to do that on their own. They're going to discover in their own, but they're not going to do it because like, I grew up in a house with, with people that drank alcohol. Alcohol has been around. Alcohol is everywhere you can. It's hard to even be, get away from it. And so, uh, that that's, so for me, you know, I was, I, I stopped for that reason. And because I want more, I wanted more performance. And at a certain point, it's like, you're not going to discover something new. Sometimes people think if they just keep drinking, they're going to get something new. And I go, uh, but you do lose some of that. Like you said, sharing the time with your dad, your brother, there is a kind of social thing that does go with enjoying, you know, enjoying things that we enjoy that we do together. You know, that, that kind of thing, especially when it comes to a beverage or a, a you know, or a meal or something. That's, that's one of the most primal communal things that we do. Yes, it is an amazing unifier to be able to have that together and enjoy that and talk about the style, talk about the complexity of it and, and just the, the craft behind it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's great. Um, it's allowed us to, to ha get that time without any awkwardness or anything. So it's it's really cool. A couple questions that came from our founder, Bill, who I know is a huge fan of y'all. He has learned something from Gabby that he's teaching us at Athletic Brewing. He mentions it a lot, actually. Uh, and I don't know how much you know about the principle that, that Gabby talks about of going first, but Bill has instilled that in himself to where he is the person that introduces himself first, says hello first. And he's always telling us about that philosophy of going first and how much more positive it can make your life and how much more uh, opportunities it opens and just generally how much better life can be when you commit to going first with introductions or just being out on a run, saying hello, not waiting for the other person. It really breaks a lot of barriers. Are you familiar with that, what Gabby talks about? And if so, t tell us a little bit about more where that comes from and maybe some of the things that's opened in y'all's life. 
Well, listen, there's a, I mean, think about it philosophically in a, in a, in a more broad term. I mean, but you know, I, I had a, a, I used to have a great saying that someone shared with me once uh, and it, it was, they, they were, they were applying it to some of the things that I've been involved with, but you know, someone must go first to lead the way. And so, uh, and that applies to, I mean, just go down the list, like what, what, you know, like into the, into the unknown, into the thing with, you know, a, a initiating a conversation, like with a person, uh, you know, trying something for the first time being the guinea pig, like just whatever it is. I mean, I think that that philosophy in general only ha only reaps rewards and benefits. I mean, that's your, you know, my, what do they say? Does, you know, Mikey likes it. I mean, you know, let Mikey try it, see if he likes it. I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 and when you deal with people, when you initiate it, 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 it definitely opens the door, right? It, it takes, it, it just, it, and, 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 it, and it does it so immediately, it, you know, which is so, that's what's so productive about it, right? It's, it's, a, it's such a productive, it's really a way to live at the end of the day. It's, you know, there's a, it's a way to live. It's, it, it's the willingness to kind of, and, and, and that, that's connected to, to you're okay to have rejection. You're okay to fail. Like that's connected to that as well, because you may go first and, and then somebody may respond wrong and, but you're, it's okay. Like you, but you, but you only can, you can only do that if you're, you know, willing to fail. And, and so, and then, you know, what do they say? There's great honor in a failed attempt, but no honor and no attempt. And so that all, those all tie together with that, with that philosophy of, you know, going first. And those are valuable life uh, values. That's a value that you can live by. And it can be a range. Going first doesn't mean, uh, it can mean everything from saying hello on an elevator first before you know, waiting on other people or somewhere else that people don't typically say hello or riding the biggest wave of all time or starting a non-alcoholic brewery. Going first can be kind of any size you want it to be. And all those and all and actually those are, you know, what do they say? How you do the little things is how you do the big things, right? Yeah. How, how you do anything is how you do everything. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So so that's all ties in together. You know, the, that that all that whole and that's the willingness to help people. That's the willingness to, you know, that's one of our, that's one of the most important things that we, that we, that we can do. That's, I think that's actually probably the most evolved state that you can be in as a human, right? That, that, that it's like the most evolved state is to initiate and, you know, initiate things first, whether it's help or contact or, you know, the communication or, you know, or, 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 you know, test the rocket or whatever it is. I mean, you, you, it's, and that goes with curiosity too. That's right. That ties back in with, you know, being curious and being a student and, and uh, that's all part of that philosophy. So having started uh, layered superfood, uh, you know, not all that long ago, eight years ago or so, I, I want to know, what what are some of the biggest changes about your health and your diet or your philosophy around health and diet in the last five years, if there are any? Has there been any major realizations or major changes in the way you approach your health and diet? I mean, I, I, you know, I, other than uh, trying to find higher quality stuff, I mean, listen, we we're keep learning so much about, you know, fasting and about you know, breath work and heat and ice and all these, I mean, there's so many pieces to health and wellness, you know? So I think, I think, uh, you know, I think it's, I don't know if there's any one thing, I think it's just, it's, there's probably a, a multitude of things that we continue to refine uh, and, and, you know, add, you know, maybe add a twist to it or just, you know, it's a little bit like, I think your health is like polishing a stone, you know, like, as you as you get the grits down and you get finer and finer, you polish more and more and it gets shinier and shinier. But I think that that's kind of the that's kind of the process, right? It's that kind of evolution where 
you know, you do in the beginning, you do bigger, broader things. And then there's just a continual refinement, you know, and you might, you know, there's little tweaks here and there, right. There's little, you know, there's little, there's little spots that you rub harder for longer in your, you know, in your polishing. I think, I think there's a, I think that you, you know, and, and then, and then, you know, I think, I think to be, you know, they say forewarned is forearmed. It's like, you know, getting, getting assessed, getting yourself looked at. I think that's a big, big piece. Don't just wait until for the surprise, like go check yourself, go, go, what do they say? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. I mean, you know, just check, like, look at, see what's going on, do your blood work, get your, you know, look at your colon, get your heart check, get your, this done. Yeah. I mean, just look, check, see what's going on. And I think that's a big piece of it too. I think as you, as I've gone, I've been, I mean, you know, obviously as you, as you get older, you get, you, you start to get more, I'd say, I wouldn't say concerned as much as just curious about the state of the way your system's running and is, is your philosophy and the things that your, that your habits and your practices are those paying dividends are those, you know, and, and you, you, some of the stuff's a little invisible unless you go do your blood work and get your blood panels and have somebody who really knows what they're doing look at that stuff, you know, and it, it's, some of the stuff isn't, you know, some of the stuff costs money, but a lot of it's just, it, it's more about having the courage to do it. Cause a lot of people don't want to see, they don't want to know they're a little scared. So, you know, but that's not going to help if, if something's going on, you, you know, you not knowing isn't going to make it better. So I think there's some, you know, there's a responsibility that you have to yourself, to your family, people you care about to kind of, you know, dig in a little bit. And it may not be that complicated. Just the other day, my truck was acting up and it had been, and I was just baffled about what was going on and come to find out it was just low on oil. And I just totally overlooked that, which is the, the first thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I didn't look and that was the only problem. It was leaking oil. So it was much lower than it should have been. But it was just literally the tightening of some bolts and um, filling it back up. Exactly. That was it. Well, that's the point, right? That's that's the point. The point is, is that, you know, and that's where having good practices and good habits in general lead to less surprises too, right? So, and the more aware you are of how you feel and what what's going on with your system, the better. I mean, because then you're like, you know, because like Paul Check says, you know, you're you're you're, you're the greatest doctor you're ever going to know. And that I think sometimes there's a disconnect with people where they think they go to the doctor and, and he's going to tell them how they feel. Um, you're going to tell yourself how you feel. You, you're going to know if you're if you're in connection and, and in contact with yourself, you're going to be the one that goes, hey, hmm, when I eat that it doesn't feel so good. Or, hey, when I don't get good sleep, I, you know, da, da, da. or I mean, you're going to be the one that that has the. No one's going to fix you better than you can. Now, when you, once you know something's up, then you can go to a specialist and they can tell you specifically what's going on or not. But, you, you know, I, I think that that's the, there's a little disconnect sometimes that people have a tendency to be, they're, they're, they're kind of shifting the responsibility away from themselves. That's a bad recipe for life. For, for someone that, you know, <laughs> things don't seem difficult for you or, or the most difficult things seem to just, uh, you're able to tackle them so effortlessly from the outside looking in. I know that might not be the case all the time, but what what is difficult for you? Either a bad habit or something that has been more challenging to kick? Is it junk food or something simple like that? Or, or does everything come easy as it seems? I mean, you know, the difficult thing for me is monotony. Just monotony like when things are too calm. and how much of your life is monotony sometimes not very much but other times i you know we get i mean you know the the pandemic brought a certain monotonous into it but it also created a certain urgency that that created some focus but you know it, it, it's it's gabby always laughs like we went to bahamas one time and the islands are flat, the ocean's flat, everything's flat, not too windy, not too much, you know, there's like, and that, and those environment people are like, oh, there's people, you must love it down there. And I'm, and Gabby's like, yeah, no, he's not, this isn't exactly his ideal, you know, environment. But, you know, I think that that monotony, you know, that when things are real, you know, groundhog day-ish, uh, I think that's where I have 
that's where I can spin my tires a little bit. And I think that's where I have a, that's where I have to kind of watch my, uh, my attitude, you know, what do they say? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. I have to watch myself in that time because it's, I feel like I have less purpose. You know, I feel like I'm good when it's, when there's chaos, I'm good in the hurricane and I'm good in the, I'm good in the avalanche. I'm good in other places where it, you know, I, I kind of have a, you know, at least I have a mission, right. And whether it's survive or do whatever I got to do or whatever that looks like, but it, it makes things a little more clear sometimes when you're just sitting in the, in the stillness and it's just the same kind of, there's a monotony to it. That's when I have to retain my cool. Like I got to get, I got to retain and myself and get, just try to get calmer, just try to get, and I don't mean calmer as much as just, I need to, to just remember that it's temporary, right? That remember that temporary and that I'll be, I'll be back uh, in, in, you know, in, in position of having purpose where, you know, and, and not that I don't have purpose in those moments, but those, it's just, you know, it's that, it's that, what do they say? Idle hands of the devil's playground. I mean, there's a certain level of, of, you know, there's room for the little, the little voice to start chirping. Uh, and, and so I have to, I always have to remind myself during those times that, that that's temporary. Now, what, what do you do to introduce that if you are finding yourself kind of going through the motions or does it find you? You know, I, I mean, I, I, well, I always have to remind myself to, can, you know, to, to, I mean, I'm fortunate to know that if I just make myself tired, it's all good. You know, so it's back to like how I better at school, I, I, you know, if I can, if I can tire myself, uh, then I'm, then I'm, then, I, then it, then it takes, you know, as my friend, Mr. Wildman would say, you know, the, 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 the piss and vinegar out of me, you know, it takes the, it takes, it takes the potentially bad attitude out. It just eliminates all that stuff. So I just need to work hard. I just need to put my head down and, you know, and that's the part where it's a challenging part. Cause when it's monotonous, it's like, sometimes you get a little, you just not driven, you know, you're like, you don't, you're, you're not driven. When you have a mission, you have a mission and that drives you, right. You have a, if you have a giant wave or if there's a, you know, if there's a natural disaster, you're like, it's clear, you know, you, you, you activate, but when there's, when it's just still and it's, calm you're like okay you gotta you gotta you gotta and you gotta activate and so you gotta look for you gotta dig down into the well to act to, to activate what's your mission right now oh well i mean survive parenting that's i mean i think that's the you know that's a that's a that's a mission there, there's no end to that one i mean i have a bunch of projects that i'm that i'm uh, working on and i'm always looking at the ocean so you know i'm fortunate to have a consistent lifelong mission which is the sea right it's it's the it's my my adventures and my activities and my you know my personal desires and goals in the ocean and you know so i have that that's kind of will be an un that will that's i so i don't i don't see any end in sight you know that's a little bit like like knowledge you know where there's just there's no end in sight um so that's my I, I, I do always have that. Right. So I, and I always have to use, and I use that as a motivation and in, you know, in times of stillness to, to continue to drive me because I know I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to need, uh, the, I'm going to need the energy. I'm going to need the, the skill. I'm going to need the, the athleticism. I'm going to need all this stuff at some point. And so I, I better, you know, stay in tuned. Absolutely. I love it. Well, I, t I tell you what, if you have just a couple minutes, I'd love to ask you a couple rapid fire questions and we'll wrap yeah. this up. Perfect. Uh, what What are you most curious about right now outside of, let's say outside of surfing or or the water in general? What am I the most curious? Um, the uh, status of mankind. That's a, that's very, very curious and large topic. Yes. <laughs> there's there's yeah, about a seven eight I'm billion busy. ways that could go. Yeah, I'm busy. You're busy. Yeah, you got a lot a lot on your plate there. Um, proudest achievement outside of outside of the water. I'm just gonna keep going with that because you've got so much in that. I want to know something outside of that. My family. 
I had a feeling. Okay. I had a feeling that was yeah. coming. Biggest goal not yet achieved. That one's going to be interesting. Biggest goal not yet achieved. Uh, I, what, you know, what the rest of my life is going to look like. You know, like what's the, what's the, how's it going to go? How am I going to go here? What's the, how's my, you know, what can I do? How much more can I do before the end? That's my biggest goal. Not maybe not top two of the most important things you try to instill, instill in your kids, maybe principles or, or habits. Top two? Oh. Well, among the top two, because I know that can be hard. Let's first uh, be a good person, you know, be, be, be a good person. Be, and that means be, you know, empathetic and loving and respectful and all the, all those values that come with being a good person. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I could just say the 10 commandments, you know, <laughs> start. Yeah. There you go. Right there. Yeah, nice, nice, simple t- top 10 list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God's top 10 yeah. is what I call it. Uh, what's a hobby that you have that folks maybe don't know about, or you don't, you don't talk about. I don't think people fully understand my level of um, that I'm a farmer. Yeah, that I'm a, like that I that I grow things and that I've grown things and that I've yeah that I've been involved in since I was a kid. I've been involved in farming and and I'm a I'm a farmer. That's where all those mushrooms for the creamer are coming from. Well, okay. I, I, listen, I have so many. I mean, I've spent years just being involved in all different types of farming. I have a project right now in Hawaii. Uh, a farm project so i'm i'm just i'm yeah i'm all about growing growing uh growing planting and growing stuff i'm not going to ask you what your favorite athletic brewing beer is because i have a feeling it, it, it's superfood swell yeah um but i but you will we'll tell folks where to find that but the last question on every can of athletic brewing it says brew without compromise uh, but going back to how you do anything's how you do everything we believe you kind of have to live without compromise. You can't just do one thing really excellently. You have to kind of just be that type of person and live that way. What does it mean to you to live without compromise? To live without compromise? It means to be honest, to be truthful. (laughs) First of all, Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us that you choose to listen to this show. If you'd like to help us further, you can leave a review on iTunes, share us with your friends, your family. It goes a long way to grow in the show. You can also support us financially through patreon.com slash adventure sports podcast. Link is in the show notes. And also, if you have an idea of who could be a good guest for the show, we're always looking for people to tell their story uh, about the outdoors or adventure. So if you know someone, please reach out. Email us at info at adventuresportspodcast.com. And until then, get out there and have some fun.